You are listening to the Embrace Running Podcast. I'm Mark. I'm Elena, and this is episode number 216 for February 8th, 2017. Welcome back to continue our discussions of running. We are, let's see, we're just kind of just starting out in February. Mm-hmm. First month of the year is gone. Hopefully, resolutions, goals. It's only been a month, so hopefully those are still intact for everybody. Hopefully they haven't dropped off yet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what's the plan for today? Catch up on a little bit of news, catch up on what's going on with us, talk about some winter running, and a little bit, very short, brief race recap of a race that you did. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's the plan. Let's jump straight away into it, catching up on us. You want to go first? Do you want me to go? Uh, you go ahead. Okay. I wasn't prepared to go first mentally. Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so, you know, been, been doing some running. Uh, surprise, surprise. Still training for AR50, which is on April 1st. So that'll be my first attempt at a 50 miler. So trying to get some longer runs in, um, specifically on the trails. So I think since the last time we recorded, uh, I've gotten a couple of, of trail runs in. I think one weekend I had back-to-back trail runs. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've been getting a lot of much-needed rain up here, which is good, mm-hmm. but obviously doesn't make for great trail conditions. So on actually both of those days, um, you know, trails were not in very good condition in certain areas. And uh, first day had to deal with like a lot of like mud and what's those, it's like that kind of deep mud where you're really hoping your shoe doesn't get stuck and fall off. So tries to suck your shoe yeah. off. Yeah. So it's kind of some slow going. So still got a, a good run in and still a good workout, but just, you know, tires you out a little bit, makes you go slower. And so if you are kind of, um, you know, if you only have a specific amount of time that you can head out there that day, it's, you know, you get to cover less mileage, unfortunately, because of dealing with the mud, but it was fun to get out there. And then the next day, um, went trail running again, actually, we went trail running. Yeah, I was there too. Yeah, so I'll I'll let you talk about the that trail if you want to talk about that. I don't know if you're going to talk about that in your well. I'll, or not, I mean, I'll so. just say I guess right now, um, we went out to do this trail run, and you know, conditions weren't that bad except for um, if anybody's local. We were at Lake Chabot, um, which is kind of crazy because it was awesome kind of seeing the lake full. Mm-hmm. It's just been several years of the lake not being full. Of course, on this past the weekend that we went out there, it was way beyond full. So, um, towards the end of our trail run, the trail was completely just covered in the water. And I've, I've never seen that at that park ever. Mm-hmm. So even, even pre pre drought years. Right. Never yeah. seen it in me either. So, um, kind of had a detour around the area, but that made it somewhat challenging. Um, but yeah, it was just kind of crazy thing to see at a place that we kind of go often and you're like, wow, there's so much water out here. And yeah. Um, other than that, it ended up being a beautiful day. Mm-hmm. Um, Great weather. You know, really in general, trail conditions actually at that park weren't weren't bad at all. Um, no, no. Considering mm-hmm. all the rain. So it was just that one section that was completely covered in water. Yeah. There, um, other than that, there really weren't any big sections of like mud or anything. Yeah. And yeah. the water was kind of nasty looking actually. So Yeah, it was. <laughs> there's some ducks in it though. Yes. Yeah. So there's some ducks literally on the trail. Because it was just that's overflowed. True. swimming. Yeah, there's so Yeah, we were kind of joking, like, "Hey, they're all happy because you know they have they have some new territory to kind of <laughs> exactly. swim around." They have our territory. <laughs> so yeah, that was that was I think that was all I was going to say about that one. I guess. Okay. All right, and then I don't remember if it was since the last t- last time we recorded, but I don't, I don't know that I mentioned it or not. But I did do a, um, a trail race. It was a interesting distance, which I'll get into later. But it was a 22 miler, mm-hmm. so that was also that was on, on a different weekend, not the same weekend. Right. So that was a, a good training run as well for American River 50. We do have Vancouver Marathon coming up in May, um, but as I mentioned before, I'm, I'm right now I'm not specifically training for that. I'm training for AR50, mm-hmm. and then 
we'll just see how that goes. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I mean, you'll yeah. be obviously ready to run the distance of twenty six miles. You're you might not be in tip top shape in terms of just foot speed, right? But or even recovered. I don't know. Never done a fifty miler, so I don't know how I well, feel. But that's true. I think you got plenty of time for that. I think <laughs> you'll just be missing maybe a little bit on the speed side, but endurance yeah. wise, you'll be totally there. So yeah. And then I did um, a couple of weeks back. I did sign up for a fifty k. That's actually a couple of weeks away now. Um, also to be used as a training run for AR fifty. So we'll see how that goes. But that's coming up kind of close. It's like two and a half weeks from now, I think. So hopefully that goes well. That'll kind of be a good um, test to see how I feel. Mm-hmm. You know, at thirty one miles, because I mean I should get that long of a training run in. That's crazy. 31 mile training run. That's insane. Um, and I figured that's just a good way to do it because I don't know that I see myself going out by myself for 31 miles on a trail. Maybe it was a group, a couple yeah. other people. I don't know. I just don't see myself being out there by myself. So like, uh, you know, we're, we're not, we don't have a shortage of ultra marathons or trail races out here. So, mm-hmm. you know, they're pretty much year round. So I went ahead and picked one and um, one that I haven't done before. Haven't heard too much about it. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah, I agree with that because I can never do. Well, I can never do a 31-mile training run, but um, I mean, just a 20-mile training run by myself gets kind of lonely. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a long time to just be out there by yourself. Right. And then, away the miles. and then when it's just yourself, you could just, I mean, theoretically, assuming like trail-wise it works out, you could always just say like, eh, okay, I'm done. You know, because it's just, you're only accountable to yourself. Mm-hmm. If you're on a group, then okay, well, you're not going to like cut your short because you're with a group. Right. And, and a race, and obviously you're not going to race. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So... Anyway, so yeah, that's that's what's been going on with me. I haven't done too much cross training. Um, I don't really know why. I think I just kind of forgot about it. Like it just doesn't really cross my mind. It's not like oh, I don't want to do it or I should do it, and I just don't feel like it. I just kind of just don't think about it, which is not necessarily a good thing. Okay, so I'm gonna try to think about it. I'll try to remind you. I'll that? try to think about it and then do it. <laughs> not just think, just think about, about it. it, but at least thinking about it would be a step in the right direction. So, are you mentally prepared to go now? Oh, sure. Okay. <laughs> felt, you you sounded all surprise. surprised. <laughs> you Do you want me to keep talking for a no, little bit? No, no, no. You, you count down like from 30 and then you can go. <laughs> you ended abruptly. Oh, threw me okay. off. Um, okay. What's going on with me? Um, staying fairly consistent with my running. Pretty happy about that. I'm, I'm actually feeling very positive and good in general with my running. Um, not shattering any of my own personal time barriers here. I'm not logging huge mileage, but I'm kind of following through on my goal of just running more this year in terms of runs or days however you want to look at it so that's been very good so i i really have no complaints like i said i'm riding pretty high feeling pretty good um i think you know for me my next big race is vancouver marathon i just checked on my phone it's 87 days away so um i'm just kind of starting to get into the the crux of the the bigger mileage run so it's time to start ticking it up and get serious um i did go for a, a 10 miler this weekend this past weekend on Saturday, which was pretty funny because did an out and back. So five out, five back. Um, I, I think I spent the first five miles going, man, you know, I'm not in as bad a shape as I thought I was, you know, I'm like, Oh, this is going really good. And then I spent the last five miles going, no, I'm, I'm in about the same shape I thought I was. <laughs> so, um, I, I think I just went out. I don't know. I was unrealistic with my time for that 10 mile. And I just went out too fast. And I mean, it's just a training run, but out too fast. So I kind of suffered a little bit on the way back, but brought me a little bit back to reality. Um, so, yeah, that was good. Running uh, tends to do that. Yeah. yeah I mean, bring you back and be like, no. Mm-mm. Yeah, usually you it's longer, more work in. <laughs> longer trail runs or, you know, you get to the race and you kind of have to face face reality and that's your, that's your, your, your check there. But um, 
other things um kind of made a major change to my running i guess you could say um i bought a garmin 230 um as a run my running watch i haven't had a garmin in i don't know how many years long time i I tried to figure it out but i don't know if mine was the last one i ran with was the big bulky i think there was a blue version and a red version but i mean by today's standards it probably almost looked like a um it's almost like a blood pressure (laughs) yeah it is it's like it's almost like a wrist blood pressure thing yeah i mean it wasn't quite that big yeah but, um, but that same look yeah so it's been years since i've owned any type of running watch but i did pick up a garmin 230 um the last probably the entire time you've ever if you're a long time listener listening to this podcast i've relied on my phone um my go-to app has been run meter mm-hmm. which i've used for years still really like it still recommend it i just decided who's in my voice there um i decided to make the change just because i wanted something that was a little bit easier just to kind of check on my pace and the distance and um when it's on the phone i get it in my ear when i'm listening on my earbuds but and and sometimes with the apps you can do the double click thing or the click mm-hmm. thing, but I always seem to screw that up, so I never did it. Um, and then sometimes when I when I get the update in my ear, it's just you zone out on runs and I miss it. And so to me, this was just a way to kind of stay more on top of my pace and the information that I'm looking for during a race, if that makes some sense. So I've been doing that for the last week and a half. It, it's been kind of fun. I think on my 10 mile this past weekend, I looked at my watch way, way too much. Spent a lot of time looking at my watch. But it, it um, is also kind of like a new toy, you know? It is. So. Well, I was also testing out. So, you know, with the 230 and a lot of the other ones, you can do the, the Garmin IQ Connect stuff. Um, is it IQ Connect? I don't know. The, the app is Connect. Um, where you can add the custom data fields and stuff. So I was trying out one that does race prediction. And so I was really just testing it out, which was one of the reasons I was looking at it so much. But um, I think even if I wasn't doing that, I was still looking at it way too much. But um, it's been, been fun. I've liked the watch. Um, I've actually been wearing it. You know, it also does the activity tracking, counter steps all day. Um, so I've actually, and does the smartphone notifications. So I've been wearing it basically every day, all day long, and been pretty happy with that. I think I, the first two days I wore it, because I don't normally haven't been wearing a watch. The first two days I wore it, I probably banged it into everything I possibly could. Mm-hmm. You know, I was that banging, makes sense. banging it into doorways and on my desk. And I was like, oh my God, I just haven't worn a watch in so long. This is this is just weird. I'm like yeah. hitting it on everything. But um, yeah, so far I'm liking it. I went with the 230 and not the 235. Um, the 230 has no heart rate monitoring in the watch because um, I didn't really care about my heart rate. I thought about the 630, but I didn't really care about the, I think it's a 630, the touchscreen stuff. I was like, well, let me just stick to buttons, keep it as basic as, and as simple. Um, didn't get an Apple watch because that's, to me, it was just not enough battery for too much money. Um, I know New Balance has a new watch that just came out this week, new Android watches this week, but I decided to go with good old Steady Garmin 230, um, just basically a workhorse of a, a running watch. And I'm super happy with it. So I'll keep you guys updated on how that goes. And um, yeah, and I've been using the Garmin Connect app on my phone and it's, I don't like it as much as I thought I would. Because <laughs> when I first looked at it, I was like, oh, this is really good. It looks good. And then kind of getting into it more, it's kind of missing some of the stuff that I wanted. But um, maybe I'll talk about that another time as we go on. So um, yeah, kind of a major change. Uh, the only flip side to that is I'm probably going to still be carrying my phone on 95% of my runs. Because I need it for my music, mm-hmm. and I kind of like having it just for safety purposes. Right. Or if you got to make a call, and then at races, you know, I use it as my camera. So um, 
I guess the negative side is I just added a piece of equipment to kind of my running gear. Didn't get rid of anything at all, but um, yeah, interesting kind of change. And like you said, having a new toy is kind of fun. That's to always a fun. Degree. Yeah. New running toy. All right. I guess that's it for me. Kind of talked a lot there. Um, we do, before we get into new news, we did have a contest. Yeah. For the, the Divas SF race coming up in June and just wanted to say congratulations to Martine. Um, yeah. So, um, contest ended on Sunday. Yes. Yes. Yep. So hopefully we'll see you out there. And that was for free race entry to the, the half marathon or the 5k, mm-hmm. depending on what distance you want to run. So yeah. that should be fun. Yeah. Gotta love free race entries. Yeah. All right. Let's jump into some news. Um, I guess biggest thing, biggest thing, longest thing, running streaks, uh, the longest running streak came to an end. Yeah. Ron Hill's running streak actually hit 50 years, which is insane. Ridiculous. Um, I mean, awesome, but but insane, and it has come to an end. Um, so, told you know, fifty fifty years, which ended up being it sounds kind of crazy when you look at the actual days, and it's like eighteen thousand two hundred sixty three days. Um, yeah, I'm glad that they said fifty years because I'd I'd be like, well, eighteen thousand two hundred sixty three days. How many years is that? that? Yeah, it doesn't to, register. Yeah, like, in I don't. Your head I have no idea what that is. You know, trying to figure it out. Um. And he decided to to end the streak um, for some some health reasons. Um, and the other thing that I thought was really amazing, aside from the fifty year running streak, is that um, he averaged over that entire time more than seven miles a day. So starting in December nineteen sixty four, I mean that's the average. So mm-hmm. some days I think when he had like surgery things like that, he did like the you know a mile, the mile. But then is... he also ran several marathons. Right. So you know, averaging it all out, more than seven miles a day since December nineteen sixty four. That's crazy. I mean, it's a longer streak than I've been alive, so um, I, I can't even comprehend. Like I, <laughs> like I said, I ran the first five days of the year, and you know that, that's as far as I got. So um, can't even imagine, can't even compare. Um, but it's it's a cool, really cool accomplishment, though. Yeah. Um, if nothing else, a testament to good health. Yep, definitely. Right, yeah, I, yeah. I'm, I'm just else? I'm still baffled that just the uh, yeah. Anyways. Um, all right. Uh, let's move on to somebody who gets a lot of talk on this show, uh, Michael Wardian. And I think we, we did kind of talk about what he was doing with his uh, world marathon thing before, but it is complete, right? Yeah, it's com- yeah, it's complete because now he's in New Zealand for some, other, an- for well, some other ultra race or something. So. Is he going to Terrawire? Yeah. 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 So, yeah, we, we did mention um, the seven marathons and seven continents in seven days. And so that challenge has is, is been completed. And, of course, he was um, he won every single race on every single continent. And so he was the overall winner. I don't know that necessarily – I'm not sure if, how they recognize that. I'm sure they recognize it somehow, mm-hmm. you know, if you're, like, the overall winner for the entire seven, seven marathons. Um, and he, aside from finishing – First at every single race and the entire challenge, the World Marathon Challenge, um, he set a new record because, of course, there's you know another record that Mike Warden has to you know beat and <laughs> another uh, oddball set. Yeah, record. <laughs> exactly. So he averaged um, two forty five fifty six per marathon. So he basically, yeah, he set a new record and he actually shattered the the old record, which was three thirty two twenty five per marathon um, set at last year's challenge. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he he did um he did a really good job of kind of keeping people updated on his social media pages and stuff like that. So it's always interesting um, to see pictures from everywhere that he's he's going, where he's traveling to to do the seven marathons. So yeah, it was I mean you were actually inter- listening to an interview that he did post um post this whole thing. Oh right right, um, and it, it is cool how just excited he is about 
um, everything that he does. Yeah. Yeah. It's just kind of cool and inspiring in a lot of ways. So. All right. Anything else on Mike? Uh, not today. Okay. Stay tuned because who knows? Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there'll be another random thing that he yeah. does very soon. Well, he's probably already scheduled for something pretty random probably exactly. soon. Yeah. So. I mean, I, I think I was listening to him on a, on a podcast and... He was going over like his his tentative race schedule, or you, I think even just like races that he's already doing for sure this year, mm-hmm. and he might, you know, obviously plug in some more things this year. And it's just it's pretty insane. I know. I think he's doing like he's doing Barclays. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he's doing yeah. Hard Rock and Western States. Yeah, so he's got he's got a crazy year. Which I mean, he does tons of racing. So. I still wish there was a better way to keep you know, with the Barclay marathons. I still wish there was a better way to kind of keep up to to date on what's going on at the event. It's not, you know, it's not yeah. like there's a live stream of it or anything like that. I mean, there's there's Twitter to kind of keep up to date, but um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess I want a live feed yeah. of the video. I guess I, I guess that's like what I'm everything. trying to say. <laughs> um, before we move on to the next thing, I just want to okay. make make a quick correction. I think I had written down the wrong um, for the longest running streak. His okay. actual total. Okay. Uh, it's 52 years and 39 days. Okay. I had two articles up and one of them was talking about him hitting his 50 year streak, but that was like a two year old article. And then I had the other article right next to it, oh, which okay. was about 52 years and 39 days. Still the same guy, still Ron Hill, still the crazy, you know, average mileage, but I just wanted to, well, you know, that quick, I wasn't so. impressed by 50 at all, but 52 <laughs> now that that's, that that's yeah. very impressive. I so guess. I just, I just wanted to, to throw that in there because I just, I, I didn't make that mistake because I had, that's what happens when I have too many windows open here too many tabs too, so. many, too many tabs yeah on, so on, just, a, on a completely unrelated note is I'm, I'm sure a lot of us read runner's world and subscribe to runner's world am i the only person that gets completely sick of runnersworld.com their their pop-up ads it's, it's just seems out of control with them so just had to say that one little thing and yeah. i subscribe to the magazine <clears throat> but right yeah no i yeah we subscribe to the magazine <laughs> but I, I agree it's like one of those little pet peeves where you have to their ads or the little pop-up things like do you want to you know blah 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 and then to like read the article you either have to like sign up for something and then you have to say like no i don't want to get faster yeah. on my marathon or no i have no interest in this so yeah which yeah. always makes me like just for a split second think twice but, but i'm like well no i no, just I want to read the article slow, yeah. yeah exactly like why are you making me click that that's so <laughs> right. messed up exactly all right let's move on to some commandments of winter running i guess is the best way um to describe it and this actually comes from trail runner um so I guess are we running through all ten? We we should quickly. Yeah, I think some some will be pretty quick. Um, I kind of came across this when we were. I mean, our weather has or temps haven't been too cold lately because of the rain. Mm-hmm. Um, but we were definitely well for us. Yeah, we were definitely a little cold spell where I had to have you know extra layers on when we were running, which still doesn't um, compare so, to what most people consider no, winter. Not running, at all. So. But for us, so it was it was nice to come across this, and I was like, oh, okay, that kind of makes sense. So, Ten Commandments of Winter Running, and this is by uh, David Roche. So, um, we're just kind of yeah, we'll kind of run through the list here. So, the first one is, "Thou shalt run by time, not distance," um, which is really interesting. I mean, I'll kind of read into it a little bit, but um, a lot of times they tell you that when you're doing like trail running too, and training for trail races like not not necessarily mileage but time on your your feet and that sort of thing mm-hmm. so i think this kind of applies um especially if you're going to have to deal with different types of um terrain like snow basically like if you're right. gonna have to run i mean i think i've run through snow like a handful of times mm-hmm. you know so i have no idea you know what it's like to have to run through snow on a regular basis or on ice and that sort of thing but i could imagine then that would slow you down right uh, you know and, that and it's be, a lot of effort right exactly yeah. 
So he talks about instead of maybe thinking like, okay, I have to go out for like a five mile run. And you're like, oh my God, I got to go like run through the, you know, on ice or the snow or that sort of thing. That's going to be, you know, so difficult to maybe just think, okay, I'm going to go run for 40 minutes, Mm -hmm. you know, or 45 minutes. And that seems a lot more doable. Even if you don't cover as much mileage, you're still out there for maybe the same amount of time that you would have been out there for five miles on a regular dry, non-cold day. So, I mean, it actually reminds me of a run you just did, what, a week ago or two weeks ago? When you were talking about the, the trail conditions being so muddy. Oh, yeah, it, yeah. I mean, it's, we're not talking about snow, but it was kind of a similar situation right. where I remember afterwards you told me how many miles you did. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's good. But I'm like, that's, that was kind of not your norm. But yeah. it's just you got so slowed down with kind of the muddy trails. Right. That, um, and even thinking about like the mileage that I did compared to how much time I was out there. Yeah. And it's not like I was just like, you know, hanging out. Yeah. Like it's I like, was moving, but it's gone a long time. <laughs> exactly. For how many miles? Yeah. Well, I went to breakfast and no. <laughs> coffee. <laughs> exactly. All right, so number two, thou shalt err on the side of traction. So kind of going with what we talked about in terms of, um, you know, not assuming, and again, this doesn't really apply to us out here, but not assuming that the um, roads or, or trails or whatever it may be, you know, that everything's dry and gray and you can just run out there with your regular old, you know, road shoes. Um, you know, they actually recommend that when the temperature drops below, drops below 40 degrees Fahrenheit, assume that you're going to encounter ice without warning. So play it safe, um, you know, with, with either trail shoes or, um, you know, some whatever other things you, like the crampons or mm-hmm. whatever, you know, that's what I can think. I know that's not what they're called, but the little things that you put on your... Yeah. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. One of them's called something tracks, but I don't remember. Yeah, this, this yeah. This is how we're, we this do is how, not deal yeah, with right, snow exactly. and ice. Again, we don't run through that at all, but... <laughs> But basically, play it on the safe side. Right. Like, don't assume it's going to be dry and head out there with your regular road shoes, take a spill, and then have some sort of injury. Make sure you have more traction than maybe you think you need mm-hmm. for these types of runs. Right. Yeah. So let's, let's not get into the details that we don't know about. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Number three, thou shalt not miss more than one day unless you have an injury scare. And I'm assuming this is for people who generally run several days a week. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously, if you tend to run three days a week, okay, you're going to miss probably two days in a row Mm -hmm. during the week because that's what your normal training plan is. So, um, but for this specifically, it's actually talking about, um, you know, you could miss a day, one day in, I was going to say in a row, but that's not in a row. You can miss one day, but not more than that in a row, unless it's injury, because then if you start missing like a second day, a third day, that's definitely going to affect your motivation, which tends to be decreased during the winter months anyways, for Mm -hmm. a lot of people, for various reasons, whether it's weather, whether it's like, you know, seasonal affective disorder, you know, whatever it may be. So try not to miss more than than one day at a time, unless there's like a potential injury that you want to obviously try to heal up before you head out again. Yeah, I actually kind of disagree with that. Um, Because I think sometimes, you know, granted, unless you have a, a big specific A race that you're just in the midst of training for, you know, right in the middle of it. um, I think it's kind of okay to me. I think it's kind of okay to try to work around the weather. Um, you know, I mean, now we got weather everywhere. You get it on TV, you get it on your phone, um, and you can kind of see what's coming up over the next five days. Right. And if, if the next two days are going to be horrible, and the two days after that are going to be fine, not so bad. I don't, I don't think it's a big deal missing two days. Yeah, and, and you know, missing. You know, obviously, if it's a storm, heck, you got to take care of yourself, safety first. But um, you know, I don't think it's a big deal to kind of work around the weather. You know, I mean, that's kind of hard to do if you're somebody that runs six days a week because. You're just you just end up missing a ton of days, but um, can always do a two a day to make it up for it at the end of the week type of thing. If you really want to 
you know, get mileage or, you know, maybe adjust some distances when the weather is a little bit better. Mm-hmm. But just my, my two cents. Yeah. And I think it's okay to, to not agree with everything in here. Right. You right. know, this is all open for discussion. So, all right. Number four, thou shalt start runs warm. So cold extremities are more injury prone. So warm up your feet, knees, hips before taking your first running step. Um, also dress warmly. And do a warm-up routine indoors to get the, the oven started, is his phrase, which I think it's funny. Um, That's a good way to put it. Yeah, it is. And I think I probably need to do a better job. Again, we're not in like freezing Extreme temps cold. here, right? So I know it's not as as important necessarily, but I kind of have a, a bad habit of when I'm doing runs outside to not necessarily warm up. Not that I have a warm-up routine, but like, you know, I guess I walk a little bit, but not much. So you like, know, like do something to try to From the front up. door to the curb. That doesn't count. No. <laughs> I'm just kidding. To the yeah. corner, at least. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm horrible with but, warming up and just in general. So yeah, um, probably be a good thing to incorporate in general. But I could yeah. see how that would be really important when you're running in cold, like weather. freezing right. temps. So yeah. All right. What number am I on here? Five. Five. Okay. Thou shalt not freeze your legs. So similar to number four, um, cold muscles, joints, and bones are less resilient and efficient. So always stay warm from the waist down to avoid unnecessary overuse injuries. Mm-hmm. I think I tend to err on the side of keeping my legs warmer mm-hmm. than maybe they need to be sometimes where I'm like, oh, I could have worn shorts that time mm-hmm. in terms of just comfort. So I think I err on that side. I don't know about you. You might say on the, err on the opposite side, actually. Um, I don't know. I'm in general, I'm not a very, I'm not somebody that gets cold easily, but I always have those random days where I'm just freezing for no particular reason. And so kind of bundle up on that day. But yeah, but it's important. Keep yourself warm though. Right. I almost feel like like four and five could kind of be combined. Same thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Number six. Number six. Thou shalt run short hills. So, um, again, goes similar to, you know, like instead of running for, for a specific mileage, running for time. Again, if you are kind of needing to, to have a shorter run or shorter workout, you definitely want to maximize and have more qu- uh, quality over quantity. So, what conditions are slick? Do your workouts on uphills? Obviously, that's going to give you a pretty good workout. And even if you're not getting the same amount of uh, mileage that you were going to do on a on a flat run, um, it's definitely going to work you just as hard, if not harder, than what you would have done normally if you're running hills. Mm-hmm. All right, number seven: Thou shalt not idealize races and sign up for something stupid. So, <laughs> but, but when is a good time to sign up for something <laughs> stupid, though? Yeah, and this is pretty funny. He, he basically talks about. Um, you know, like, oh, that sounds like a great idea. And, you know, that's good. That race is going to be like in March or April, but you have to realistically look at, are you going to be able to train for that during the, the winter, depending on where you're living, um, what the weather conditions are, um, you know, the, the shortened days too, you know, so if you're not, if you're not going to want, or if you don't want to run in, um, when it's dark, then you're going to have a lot less time to be able to get those runs in. So don't get it over your head and then not be able to get the training in. Right. For those I mean, races, that's so. kind of the reason we don't have a ton of races in February and right. March. You exactly. know, it's because people, it's too hard to train for them and people won't put the work in for it. And, and then the weather's still just bad just in general. So it's it's kind of hard to sign up for stupid stuff. But um, yeah. It's kind of hard or it's kind of easy? <laughs> oh, well, hard because hard there's, there's not, not available. There's not a ton of Got stuff. It. And, and the it. stuff there is to sign up for kind of this time of year, it ends up being short stuff. Yeah. So I'm sure. You know, Valentine's Day is around the corner. There'll be a bunch of Valentine's Day races, but, yeah. you know, most of them are going to be 5Ks and, you know, a lot of New Year's resolution stuff just passed with, you know, probably 5Ks. And mm-hmm. um, I think this past weekend, there was not too far, there was a Super Bowl. That's right. Yeah. Uh, I forgot what distance it was. I want to say 5K, 10K, but I'm not sure. Okay. Let's go with that. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> number eight. 
thou shalt hydrate. And I think this is a, a pretty easy one to kind of forget. Mm-hmm. Um, you just forget that, you, I mean, to drink, you know, you just don't get as, I mean, you don't get as hot. Mm-hmm. You may don't may not think that you're sweating as much, or you may not be sweating as much during the run, um, but it doesn't mean that you're not needing to, to get fluids in. So the colder it that. is, the harder it is. Well, I don't know the harder, but the, the, the less we think about hydrating. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Number nine, thou shalt think positive. So, you know, sometimes winter can get you down, whether it's the shorter days or not being able to get out there for the runs or actually like what I mentioned before, seasonal affective disorder, you know, it's definitely uh, can get you, um, you know, could affect your motivation and just kind of get you, you know, down. So try to be as positive um, as possible. And then I was going to say, and sign up for a spring race. No, but that's not, don't do that (laughs) to cheer you up. He didn't say that. I said that. Uh, Number 10, thou shalt think long term. So, of course, you know, and I think that's just in general, too. You don't want to make some decision now that could harm you and, you know, get you or knock you out of running, you know, over the next year or two or something, mm-hmm. you know, like with the traction, you know, like you don't want to go out there and have some injury because you thought you didn't need more traction and then you're right. out of running for who knows how long, weeks, months. Yeah, you're going to be super know. annoyed if you end up slipping on ice and put yourself out for a year. Right. Or maybe you could have either just taken the gear with more traction or just if you didn't have it with you just skip that run that day mm-hmm. or done something different gone so, somewhere else yeah exactly gone to the gym there you go yeah that's always <laughs> the safest an place yeah that's always an well i don't know about that but yeah uh, safest warmest um warmest yeah place i think you went to the gym what this morning this morning it, it was, was so hot in there i mean they, they had the heat cranked up i was like from the get-go just from i was just walking on the treadmill like just right at the beginning and i was like sweating like crazy so but I did drink quite a bit because I was sweating it all out. So oh, that's good. Yeah. So I think that's those were the the ten there. So there's some some ten ideas about winter running. Um, let's move on. Let's let's kind of delve into a little bit of the the race that you most recently did. This oddball twenty two miler. Yeah, it's a it's a really interesting distance. I've never raced a twenty two miler. miler. So you got your twenty two mile PR, right? Yeah. Congrats. That's right. I don't even know what your time was or how I you did, either. but but great job on your PR. Yeah, it was a four something, but I have no <laughs> idea beyond that. So this was a um, a coastal trail run. Um, we've talked about coastal trail runs before. One of the three kind of, I think of it as like kind of one of the three big trail race companies out here in Northern California. Yeah. They have mean, like tons of races. So it's somewhat interesting because at least here in the San Francisco Bay Area, we've kind of, I think over, well, after this, we will have talked about three or four of, of kind of the major trail companies here that right, we have right, putting on a right. bunch of races. So it's kind yeah. of interesting hearing about um, all of them. And then you kind of get in a perspective about, you know, maybe what they do different and what they do that's the same. So mm-hmm. yeah. Right, yeah. Go from there. Yeah. So it was put on by Coastal Trail Runs. Um, it was out at a park called, I'm not sure exactly how you say it, but it was a park I'd never been to, which is always kind of exciting too. Mm-hmm. It's either Huddart Park or Hudart Park. I'm not really sure. They both um, sound kind of cool. Yeah. So yeah. take your pick. Um, if anybody knows, you can feel free to correct me. So, um, and it's over just south of San Francisco. Okay. So, yeah. Um, pretty shaded, lots of trees, lots of redwoods. So pretty nice over there. It was actually, it's one of those places where, uh, when I was over there running, I'm like, oh, I've never been here before. This is really nice. I would, I wouldn't mind coming back, coming whether back. it's to either run or hike. Um, so yeah, I really enjoyed it. We we end up saying that about a lot of trail races, though. We do actually, like, yeah. oh, we should like, come oh, back. Were is... we just saying that about yeah. the the other trail race that we yeah, did at China Camp? Yeah, at China Camp. Yeah. So um, let's say I've done one of the coastal trail runs before a couple years ago when it was like 
complete downpour and like wind was coming sideways and that was over the Marin Headlands. Um, so I was kind of looking forward to doing one of the races when it wasn't, when the weather wasn't quite as bad, although rain was predicted that day. Thankfully it it was pouring when I got there and then it didn't rain again until I was done. So that really worked out. Um, and for their, their race distances they had, um, cause I think, um, People ask about like what other distances. Right, right. Yeah, you know, we're supposed available. to include that more often, right. right? So five miler, half marathon, twenty-two miler, marathon, and fifty k. No kids races. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you don't find at trail runs really. Not very often. No. Yeah, it's I'm, pretty rare. I can't remember actually any, but I'm sure there's. Yeah, that's one. a good point. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I, it was funny because uh, when I when I drove over there. And, you know, I got there with time because that's what we do. You know, we always talk about getting there like early, early. right? So I was there early. I was, you know, super nervous because, you know, 22 miles is that that's a long run regardless of long where you're doing that trails or not. So, you know, I was nervous about it and everything. And um, I was in the, the bathroom line, of course, you know, with, with everybody else. And um, there was some girls talking ahead of me that one of them was actually her, her first marathon. She was doing the marathon distance and it was okay. her first marathon. And I was like, whoa, like, I don't think I would sign up for my first marathon on the trails. Right. Although I don't know, maybe like that's all she runs is trails. So then sure. why wouldn't you just sign she up could, for your first marathon on trails? Running. <laughs> exactly. Like why would but I, I just sign remember up for thinking like, wow, like I can't imagine like doing that like before ever running a mm-hmm. marathon. Like, okay, I'm going to sign up for my first marathon. It's going to be on the trails. So, but then it, um, she was talking to some other people and they were just asking her about it. And she's like, yeah, I told myself I was going to do my first marathon before, I don't know if it was her son or her daughter, turned one. Okay. And it was like his or her birthday, like next week. So. It's like, I got one week to go. She's like, I'm cutting it close. <laughs> she's like, so I got to finish this. Anyways, that's nothing to do with my race. I just wanted to throw that in there. But um, pretty, pretty low key in terms of, you know, check in, you just check in, you get your bib, um, get your shirt. If you ordered a shirt or picked a shirt, I opted for no shirt because again, it saved me $5 off my registration. Um, so... Always nice to be able to do that mm-hmm. when I have the option. And yeah, I mean, just I just got my stuff ready until it was race time, lined up. The 22-mile marathon and 50K all started at the same time. Uh, we were all basically running the same course, ex- you know, which was kind of an out and back with a slight little loop, except obviously the marathon had an extra little loop at the end, and then the 50K had extra mileage. Extra, extra. Yeah, before, they're, before they turn around. So, um Try to line up. It's kind of kind of hard to tell, like in a in a trail race, like where to line up because you can't, like, there's no like corral assignments, mm-hmm. or, you know. So you don't want to be like ahead of people that are gonna like zoom past you, but you don't want to be like behind people that are gonna start walking like right from the get go. Yeah, place- so I find it hard to to place myself in those races. Yeah, placement for a trail race is important because if you're gonna be running on single track, yeah, you don't want to get stuck behind people or you don't want to hold people up. You know, you don't want to have to be stepping off the trail or having other people step off the trail, but you really don't know. Um, where to put yourself at. Right. So I mean, you really have no idea like what kind of day you're going to have. That's true. Too. And then not being familiar with the park. I mean, I had looked at the course ahead of time, but not being familiar with the park. Like I didn't know if we were going to go on to single track right away or not. So mm. it's kind of hard to know, like versus if we were going to go to a different part that I knew exactly where, you know, like if I'd done trail runs there, then I'd know, okay, it starts off like single track right away. So try to place yourself well. Um, they did send out a, a pre-race email like most race companies do. Mm-hmm a couple of days ahead of time, but it, it was pretty funny. I had, I think I even told you about it because I thought it was pretty funny. It was, you know, like, you know, pre-race instructions, you know, in the subject line. And then it, it basically said like, go to our website and like it had the link mm-hmm. and go to the race, race day tab. And that was like basically it. So there was, you know, like nothing else to, 
to read in the email itself. So. That, I mean, it's pretty but efficient. It, but it was pretty much everything you need to know is pretty much in the race day tab yeah. on the website. So I mean, somebody at the you know race organizers like, well, I'm not going to email all the same stuff that's on the website. <laughs> right. These people can just, just go to go the to website. The website. Yeah. yeah. So um, let's see. We started, and pretty quickly there, we like funneled down into this like one tiny little like section that was fenced off that we all had to pass through this entrance that really only fit one person at a time. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those things where you like, you start running and then like, okay, now I'm in line, you know, and, and you're just like walking. And then of course, until you get to it, you like, you have no idea why you're just like in line. You're like, oh, I'm in line. I have no idea. Like what's going on. So anyways, you get to, to this little section. It's like where the, where it's open in the fence and uh, start running. And it was like double track uh, from, for quite a quite a bit of of the mileage, I think they they do say that quite a on their website they do say that quite a bit of it is single track. But again, like what we talked about with the other race that we did, I'd call it more like double track. It wasn't super narrow. Mm-hmm. There was like very little section of the course that was what I would consider like truly single track, where you can barely pass somebody or right. not pass somebody so if you don't move over. So kinda... yeah, so we had some room to maneuver, and I was trying not to go out too fast because I wasn't really trying to race this. I just wanted to get 22 miles in on a trail. It was just your training run. Right? Yeah, it was I my mean, training yeah. run. And I also didn't want to go out too fast. And then by the end, I'm like walking it because I just, you know, was totally gassed out. Mm-hmm. I was trying to like, pace myself. So I was doing a pretty good job of that until I took a wrong turn <laughs> and I got lost. And I can't remember exactly what mileage that was at, but it was less than three miles in, um, in a 22 miler. So so, okay. This was real early then. It was really early, okay. yeah. And this isn't going to be a really long recap, but I just really want to focus on this because um, I don't think I've ever gotten lost at a race before. I can't remember. Have I mentioned being lost um, at a race before? I don't think so. I think once at a Ragnar trail, you oh, kind of okay, went yeah. the wrong way briefly, but turned around quickly, I guess. Good memory. How do you Thank remember you. that? Because I pay attention. Wow. There you go. Okay. <laughs> or I, I just remember really weird, odd running <laughs> exactly. things, I guess. You just remember when I get lost. So, um, there wasn't... A whole bunch of people around me. I mm-hmm. felt like I had like, oh, I'm like, okay, I've kind of put myself in a, a good place. Like we're all kind of running like the same sort of pace, and you know, we're not like single file, like because it's not true single track, so we don't have to worry about like getting in each other's ways. And I was, I felt like I was kind of just like cruising along, like okay, I'm like doing fat, you know, doing well. I'm like at a good pace, and then I see they have ribbons, you know, on the course, mm-hmm. and they were, I think they were like pink ribbons. Um, don't quote me on that, but I think they were pink ribbons. So, you know, every once in a while I'd see a pink ribbon. And of course, when there was turns, you know, you'd see the pink ribbons on that side or whatever. And they did say that there was going to be polka dot ribbons or there was going to be a turn before the turn on the side of the turn. So you knew like if you were going to turn right, you'd see the polka dot ribbon on the right and then you'd make a right after that. Um, I saw one polka dot ribbon the entire course and there was more than one turn. But so that kind of threw me off. I think I expected to see more of them out there than there actually were. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, so anyways, there was... You know, pink ribbons, pink ribbons, pink ribbons. And, you know, you're, there's still, like, so many people around you that you're not like, okay, I'm totally lost, you know. So, right. not that you should count on following the person in front yeah, of you. Yeah, but you just kind of get in the groove and zone yeah. out and you just run. Right. You, you know, you figure everybody's going the right direction. Right, exactly. And so, there's there's a pink ribbon ahead and it looks like you're supposed to turn left. So, there's, I think, two two or three people ahead of me. Not right in front of me, but ahead of me. And they all turn where I thought I was supposed to turn, too. Mm-hmm. So, I turn and it's basically like this is big, wide area. And I'm like, okay. Um, but then all of a sudden it's like, there's like no trail and you start like walking through like this marsh. Right. And I'm like, this is weird. I'm like, well, maybe it's a very short section and it had rained a lot prior. Mm -hmm. So I thought, well, maybe this is just like a little flooded and you know, we'll like get out of this little marsh area and the trail will be right there. So I started walking and it was like getting kind of deeper and I'm like, this doesn't feel right. You know, it's just one of those things. I'm like, but I saw the ribbon, you know, and and they also said, 
you know, when there's supposed to be a turn or something like that, or, you know, you know like a um, split in the trail where you're not supposed to go, there's going to be a blue ribbon, mm-hmm. right? So like, don't come here. Right. So, and I remember like running and seeing the pink ribbon like to the left. So you kind of are supposed to turn left and then seeing a blue ribbon straight ahead. So I'm like, okay, I know I was not supposed to go straight ahead because mm-hmm. I remember seeing the blue ribbon, like don't go that way. So, but I just had a feeling like, I'm like, I don't know. This doesn't feel like this isn't real right. And then after, and so I'm just standing there and then there's a, a woman in front of me and I'm like, are we going the right way? And she's like, yeah, of course we're going the right way. I'm like, okay. She's like, well, he turned this way. And I'm thinking, oh no, like if that's our reasoning, <laughs> like that is not good. I'm Why like, is this the I'm right like, way? Okay. Yeah, way. exactly. So she like kind of took off. I mean, you couldn't really go that fast because it was like, like I said, like just this muddy marsh. Mm-hmm. And then so finally the person that was behind me like catches up to me and he just kind of looks at me and like wondering why I'm just standing there. I'm, tr- I'm debating like what to do. Do I keep going? Do I turn around? Nobody had turned around yet. You know, so I'm like, okay, well maybe, and I'm like, I'm just wasting time. Like I just got to decide. And, and I, and you know, and then I asked him, I'm like, are we going the right way? And he's like, well, yeah, all you guys are going this way. And I'm like, oh, but <laughs> There's I'm another person asking, with <laughs> I know, but I'm asking, I'm not sure. And he's like, no, no, he's like, I saw the blue ribbon, you know that. And I'm like, okay, I yeah, know you're right. So we start like going and then he's like, this is pretty like off-road. And I'm like, it is right. And he's like, yeah. I think the race director would have mentioned it, you know, if, and I'm like, I think so. And I'm like, this doesn't feel right. And so he goes ahead and I'm like, I'm just going to turn back and, and, you know, and see if just to double check. So I kind of start walking back, but I'm still like, do I go? Do I not? Mm-hmm. Do I go? And I haven't seen anybody else come by. You know, I'm thinking, I just, I don't know. I don't think we're going the right way. So I kind of retrace my steps. And just as I'm going back, the two people that were ahead of me start coming back. So once I saw them coming back, I'm like, okay, totally the wrong way. Retrace my steps. You know, and then like there's all these people just like running by. I'm like, oh, we totally went the wrong way. And then I see that the pink ribbon is on the left to turn, but uh-huh. it's not that big, like open area. Okay. There's like this tiny little trail past that where you're supposed to turn left. So I just, I was just following the person in front of me, didn't think that there was a trail over there and just missed it. So overall, I probably only ended up running more than like, I mean, a little more, a quarter of a mile more mm-hmm. than what I should have should done have. so it wasn't distance wise it wasn't a lot but time wise i spent like a lot of time just trying to figure out which i should have just decided to like go back and double check and then come back if it was the right you should trail. have trusted your instincts yeah I guess. and just gone back yeah i mean so. i guess the safe thing is always to kind of go back right so yeah of course had you been you know then you've been <laughs> kick- i mean i guess whenever you're wrong i guess you kick yourself for it so right yeah so so then i went back i'm like oh okay duh you know and so got back on the trail and then it was a little bit narrower there and unfortunately, because I had killed so much time just like waiting, uh, I ended up like further back in the pack, you know, with people that were moving slower than mm-hmm. I wanted to move. And this was actually probably the narrowest part. So it was a little bit tough, like man- maneuvering around people. So I just got a little frustrated, like just with myself, not mm-hmm. with anybody else. And then, uh, and then at some points I was just like, eh, I'm like, I'm not even going to pass them. I'll just hang out like behind them. You know, I'm like, no, no, like just, you know, go past them. So I think I ended up going probably a bit slower than I needed to. I'll just say that like the first half of the race. Okay. So, well, but I mean, anyways, I mean, it's not it's, a bad thing. Exactly. For yeah. a training run. Yeah. So, um, you know, other than that, you know, like I said, it's, it's basically an out and back with a, just a slight variation, like, like the, like towards the finish line, mm-hmm. you know, like the, the, the way you start is a little different than the way you finish. But other than that, it's pretty much an out and back and trail conditions were, were really good. There was only a couple of down trees that we actually had to like literally climb over and, like one of them was too big to like just 
climb over. So I had to like sit on it and like scoot over and then like jump back on the trail. So, so everybody was pretty muddy cause you could tell they're trying to like go around these trees and everything. So, but, um, other than that, the trail conditions were pretty good. Um, pretty soft, a little muddy, but nothing major. It was really beautiful. Just like I said, lots of redwood trees. Um, there was only like one section of maybe a couple miles where I could see if you're there in the summer when it's hot, like that was completely exposed. The rest of it would have been pretty shaded. Mm-hmm. Um, it was pretty peaceful. So at the turnaround, there's uh, an aid station. So there's basically two aid stations on course for the 22 miler. And one of them you pass twice when you go out and when you come back. Okay. So not a ton of aid stations, but that's pretty typical, typical for these trail races that we do out here. So are probably most trail races, not just out yeah, here. Right. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying specific to here. So, but I got to that, to that aid station and I was pretty happy I got there and I don't even remember like what I grabbed. I'm just going to guess it was an Oreo because it probably was. Chances are <laughs> it was probably an Oreo. Oreo I'm just going to guess because yeah, <laughs> that's probably what it was. And then, uh, um, I saw like one of those little cups with like Coke in it, you know, like a little sip of Coke. I'm like, oh, that sounds pretty good right now. So I grabbed it. And then somehow I, when I was drinking it, like kind of inhaled it. And you know, whenever you do that, even with water, you're like choking right. and you think you're going to like die because you can't take a breath in. So I did that, but with like some fizzy stuff, you know, the Coke. So I was like coughing and like, <laughs> like drooling because like I was like producing all this like saliva in my mouth and I'm trying to like, I was a few steps away from the aid station. I was kind of hoping like nobody would pay attention to me. You know, I'm like, just don't look at me. Just don't look at you me. You turn you know? in everybody's looking at yeah, you. No, because I'm, and I had my back to them because I was like trying to like get a breath in. But every time you like take that breath, you got to cough and I had like snot running down my nose, you know, coming out of my nose. And I'm like, oh my God. So finally, like, I don't know, like how long into like my coughing fit, like the, the aid station guy's like, hey, are you okay? I'm like, I'm Okay. He's like, okay. <laughs> but anyways, after I caught my breath, then I headed back down. And this is actually um, at that aid station where the 22 milers head back is actually where the, the marathoners and the 50Kers keep going. So up until that point, you don't really know like who's in your race. Not, And it wasn't so much in terms of like me, <clears throat> excuse me, me competing with them, but just kind of knowing like, oh, who else is doing the 22 miler? Mm-hmm. You know, who's doing the 50K or who's doing the half marathon or the, mar- the marathon? So when I turned around, I'm like, oh, I'm like, there aren't too many people that are turning around here. You know, like people are still continuing on. I'm like, okay. So, you know, headed back at that point, knew I had about 11 miles to go, you know, you're about halfway through the race. So, um, had a little mental low. Cause I was like, oh, I got lost. Oh, I choked on my Coke, you know, <laughs> you know, sure. just, you know, just like random stuff, know. you know, like it doesn't even such a little thing. Yeah. Such little things, but it's like, oh, oh my God. You know, like, oh, I got 11 miles to go. I'm only halfway through. And then, you know, I was looking at like my, my Garmin, you know, looking at my Garmin mm-hmm. and I was trying to do the math. Like, oh, if I take just as long for the second <laughs> half, I do, oh, it's going to be forever. So anyways, but uh, I started running back and realized that there weren't too many people on the trail and, um, you know, didn't really see a whole lot of people when I was running back. Ended up passing a couple of people in the 22 miler. I think I only got passed by a handful of people coming back and they were all running longer distances mm-hmm. than I was, which I don't know if that made me feel better or worse. Because <laughs> it's like nobody passed me that was running the 22 miler. Okay. But people that were running the marathon and the 50K passed me. <laughs> but it was just a couple of people. So yeah, just, you know, headed back, a couple of like small little creek crossings. I would come up on somebody every once in a while, you know, and it was, it was kind of nice at that point because we were, you know, we we're both tired and you just kind of like say, hey, good job. You know, we're almost there, that sort of thing. Uh, stopped at that aid station one last time before you head back to the finish. Um, volunteers were great. Um, other runners weren't quite as talkative or <laughs> quite as positive as they were at the other trail race we did. Okay. But um, I mean, that's just 
the day it is or who knows, you know, yeah. multitude of things. Who knows? And nobody was rude or anything, but they just weren't as chatty as that. I think that race that we did, there was everybody was a little bit more chatty than what I'm used to, I think, which was nice. Everybody was like pretty encouraging and stuff. So mm-hmm. just a little bit different this time around. Um, in the last, I want to say maybe three miles um, is basically on a paved fire road. Okay. So I wasn't too thrilled about like doing three miles at the end on a paved fire road, but I mean, is what it is. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and then with AR fifty, I think I mentioned it. You know, the race that I'm, um, the fifty mile that I'm training for, it's not all on trail. Right. There's quite a bit of it that's on paved road or some sort of sidewalk, something. I don't mm-hmm. know. So bike so trail. So this is actually so this perfect is, training. Right. So I was like, okay, this actually works out pretty well. So uh, I have to run through this little like. Um, jungle gym playground area in the park so you got to watch out for kids like right before the finish line they do warn you actually they did warn us before we took off for the okay. race to look out for kids and then i heard somebody like footsteps coming up real fast behind me i didn't even look back i was like no there's no way somebody's passing me like a tenth of a mile from the finish line so i just sped up with like everything i had and that's when i kind of realized like huh i kind of had more energy than i thought i did mm-hmm. you know that's that's when i was thinking like oh i kind of went out slower maybe than i should have but who cares, right, at that point. So came to the finish line. Um, There's just a couple people rolling around, you know, like very, very, very chill. <laughs> yeah, very low key. Like the only person that really noticed that I came through <laughs> was a person doing the medals. And <laughs> like, where is everybody? There, yeah, there is nobody else. So yeah, I had food out. Um, It looked like most of it uh, had been taken by shorter distance runners out there. But, you know, they had enough still. Um, Had hot soup. They were grilling hot links, which I've never seen before at race, like post-race. Not like burgers or hot dogs, but like hot links. Hot links. Yeah, that would not be my first like, oh, choice. That's but... interesting, but quite a few people were eating that. Okay. You know, plenty of fruit and that sort of thing. So, a little bit. Um, got got a little muddy. Um, yeah, that was pretty much my race. I, th- I can't remember my exact finish time, but it was four hours and I don't even know. Something. Yeah, 440. Okay. I'll just guess something like that. So, and I had guessed, I was thinking that I'd probably finish sometime between 4.30 and 5. I really wanted to finish before 5, just Mm -hmm. mentally, just looking at the pace and everything. I was thinking that was doable. So, and then if you subtract some minutes from being lost, that would have been a little bit better. Okay. Yeah. But I guess standing there trying to figure out what to do also let me rest. So, who knows? It's always a trade-off. Like, Mm -hmm. what did that really do? So. Cool. Yeah. Um, I do have your medal here in front of me um it's a cool medal it's no i grabbed the wrong one see she has too many medals hanging around um it's a pretty it's a pretty basic medal yeah it's kind of a classic look it's not as uh i would say not as fancy as our most recent trail runs that we've done probably um but still decent enough i think and no date on it though no does it have a year or no Nope. I hadn't paid attention to that. So I'd be interested to see if, you know, is this the same medal as last year and the it same one be. as next year? I don't and, know. I, and I do know that they have this same race called uh, Crystal Springs Trail Run. Mm-hmm. I know they have it like the winter edition, which was okay. the one I did. And they have like, a, I don't know if it's summer or spring edition. So I'm curious if they use the same, I think they would use the same medal for like the winter and the spring slash summer. Very well could be. Yeah. Efficient. Especially since there's no date on it. That right. would make sense. Efficient uh, yeah. way to do it, I guess. Yeah. And it was, it was interesting because when I was... Um, when I was running back, like the second half of the race, I was like, wow, there really aren't a lot of people like out mm-hmm. here, you know, like there's just, I mean, I knew it was going to be a fairly small race, but, and I was trying to, 
you know, just try to like figure out. And I was trying to figure out like where I was just in terms of, I couldn't tell if I was, I didn't, I definitely wasn't like in the front of the pack, but I couldn't tell if I was like in the middle or the back, Mm -hmm. you know, I just didn't get a good feeling, you know, like of where I was, it was hard to tell. So obviously when I came home and looked up race results, I was actually right smack in the middle, like true middle pack. There was 36 runners in the 22 miler. Okay. And I was runner 18. Okay. That's a really small race. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, they had other distances too. Mm -hmm. And 22 miles is not a very common distance to race. So, and I kind of got the feeling that a lot of people doing the 22 miler were in training for something else. For something else. Yeah, exactly. So. Yeah, I can see that being a good distance for for training for other stuff, but not necessarily one that's like, hey, I really want to run this 22 mile race, you know? Yeah, it's a pretty cool distance though. Mm -hmm. I mean, not quite a marathon. Yeah. But definitely a long enough run to be a long run. Gotcha. So, yep. All right. Anything else you want to say about the race in general? Um, Good. No, I think that's, I mean, well organized. So, yeah. So, no complaints, no, no issues. No complaints. I guess, didn't rain the during the race. Thing. So, well, thank God, you know, the, the organizers took care of that. I know. Yeah. yeah, they did a good job of that. <laughs> All right. Um, let's just jump into we got one email we did want to share. Message received. So, heard from Michael, who's a longtime listener from Japan and really enjoys our podcast. He will be taking us with him. He said on his iPod, of course. Unfortunately, not physically with him. I, 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 I really know. want to get exactly. you know, yeah. me with you. Come on. Uh, when he does the Kyoto Marathon in Kyoto, Japan on February 19th, this will be his second marathon. His first one was back in 2014. He said it's pretty hard. So he's hoping for a little better result this time. Yeah. So very cool hearing from somebody from Japan. Yeah. Um, someday we'll get out to the Tokyo Marathon. Um, mm-hmm. Probably our only race that we'll do in, in Japan, but um, someday, hopefully. So yeah. It's on the list. It's on the list. Yeah. Um, so good luck to him. Yes. To, in case we don't record again before then. Right. Um, and then also good luck to Bob, who's going to be doing uh, Austin Marathon on the same day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A race that we've actually thought about doing right. many, many times. It's we also on our list. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. All right. I guess that's going to wrap it up. Um, I don't know if we'll be back before uh, President's Day weekend, but yeah, because we'll be out running that same weekend Red Rock Canyon Half Marathon mm-hmm. in Vegas. So, um, yeah, I'm sure we'll post some pictures on that. It'll be kind of interesting going to Vegas for that one. Yeah, yeah. We'll try to post some pictures on social media and everything. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Anything else? That's it. All right. That does it. The website for the podcast is EmbraceRunning.com. You could find us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash EmbraceRunning. Send us any comments, questions, or feedback at feedback at EmbraceRunning.com or leave us a voicemail at 925-400-7223. If you enjoy the show, give us a review on iTunes. So until next time, embrace running.